Hello, and welcome to another episode of Young Black Misses. My name is Morgan F. I am your host. Thanks so much for listening. I know that I have been gone, but as I mentioned in a previous episode, it's because I purchased a home and I've been unpacking and trying to get things in order. And I'm happy to say my desk is coming on, on, well, by the time you listen to this, it'll be Thursday, so it'll be here Friday, but it's, it's Tuesday now. So when I'm recording this, um, so I don't have it yet. So I'm literally sitting on the floor with something propping the mic up, but I got to do it. It's going to be great. And it's going to be amazing. I am so thankful for the people that are listening faithfully each week. I appreciate you so much. And if you're getting value and enjoying the show and you're just like, this girl's crazy, but she's cool. Please tell a friend, just be like, hey, have you listened to Young Black Misses? She's super cool and she's weird, but I love her. Um, I love you back. Tell your friends. They don't have to be young. They don't have to be black. They don't have to be a missus to appreciate it. We talk about real stuff on here, just stuff that's going on. But enough of me talking, well, enough of me introducing. I'm going to get into the next segment. Shaking my curls. Here we go. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh. I'm shaking my curls. Uh-uh. Shaking my curls this week. It's something that has always kind of bothered me. Now, have you ever went the whole day and realized that your buttons were messed up? You know, you you had like the top button one, you know, somewhere in the middle, you kind of missed the buttons and you had like one of the buttons, your shirt laying low and your buttons up here, but your shirt laying low. Okay. This is a personal story. This has happened to me. Have you ever had your shirt on inside out? Have you had a big old hole somewhere on your outfit or on your booty? Nonetheless, have you ever had powdered sugar all over your face and nobody tells you You go the whole blessed day and no one says a mumbling word into your mama, your husband. Somebody says, hey, what's that crap on your face? Hey, did you know you had your shirt on inside out? Hey, whoop-de-whoop. Okay, listen here. I was at the restaurant with the co-workers and eating, uh, uh, eating Alfredo, right? The joint got on my glasses. My boss stopped. She said, Morgan, you have something on your glasses. You might want to wipe it. Thank you. Thank you for not having me out in these streets looking up plum full. The other day, I went to the uh, pharmacy to pick up my prescription. And I had just partaked in a pretzel. And it was so good, guys. If if you're by a quick trip, y'all, they have this apple pie stuffed pretzel with the sugar and the cinnamon and what have you on top. And then I had uh, icing to go with it. I was dipping a joint in icing and I was doing this while I was driving. So obviously I'm not dabbing myself off because I'm driving, which is probably not the safest thing, but there's a lot of stop and starting on my commute. Anyways, so I'm driving that I finished off, you know, whatever. So I go up there and I ask for my prescription, I tell her my name, I'm smiling at her. She's looking at me pretty normally or whatever. And um, then I go in, I see my mom. My mom's like, what is that crap all on your face? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Um, like, 
do your sis a favor. Do your friend, your guy friend a favor and let him know that his pants are on, you know, his, you know, his fly is showing X, Y, Z, you know, examine your zipper. Everyone that's communal, you know, or, you know, if there's, if that church they used to say, if your slip was showing, who wears a slip anymore? I forgot what that, oh, it's raining downstairs or something they would say, something like that. Just there's cute little ways to say it that doesn't make the person feel uncomfortable. But I'm shaking my curls at people that do not. They let you go looking crazy. That's just disrespectful. Like, don't let me go looking crazy. Okay. On to the next segment. What you chewing? What am I chewing? What am I chewing? I made portobello steaks with avocado chimichurri. It's like this avocado parsley sauce, basically. So this is what you do. Okay. This is kind of complicated, so this might be in the description. If you want the recipe, I might have to put it in the description. But it is quite delicious if you are vegan. And even if you are not vegan, it is all good. Got a lot of ingredients. So basically, you marinate the portobello mushroom with balsamic and olive oil, cumin, black pepper, paprika, garlic, and a little steak sauce. Now, you know, if you're really hard on that vegan tip, you got to find a vegan one like A1. I think A1 is vegan. Um, For the sauce... The chimichurri, I use a lot of parsley, garlic, a shallot or red onion if you can't find a shallot, crushed red pepper flakes, some more olive oil, lemon juice, salt and pepper, and of course the avocado. So you make all that, you put that sauce to the side in the refrigerator, and then you're going to, after your mushrooms have marinated, I like to let them marinate, like the recipe I look at it's like, oh, you just run a marinade for five or ten minutes. No, I like that joint to be marinated for like an hour. And I still feel like it doesn't get enough seasoning because I feel like the seasoning ends up on the on the grill. So you can put this on the grill or if you have one of those grill skillets, you can you can use the grill skillet to go ahead and grill your mushrooms. You want to keep drizzling and brushing the rest, rest of the marinade on there. And so you let that cook for five minutes on each side or you, you let it grow for five minutes on each side but you don't want to move it around too much because or two to three minutes on each side but you don't want to move it around too much right until it caramelizes then you can chop that avocado you can top that with the avocado chimichurri and this what I was doing when I was super vegan <laughs> I made, um, well, no, it wasn't super vegan because I definitely had Caesar sauce. But I would grill some romaine lettuce and then I would put the Caesar sauce on it. I don't know, something about the grilled romaine lettuce. And I put like some charred or like grilled avocado on with it. I don't have that though, but that's what I would do. I have red potatoes today. Okay, so not going to be... Super loud. I'm just going to sit over here. <laughs> oh. All right. It's 
Sorry for popping. I just love the way portobello mushrooms taste. I don't even know how to describe this, but um, <laughs> to me, this this sauce, this chimichurri stuff is so refreshing that I literally, um, I literally put this on rice. That is how good and refreshing this is. And I'm going to have the leftovers of it on some, um, some couscous the next day because it is so good. I wonder if this will probably taste good on eggs too. Just this chimichurri salsa stuff is light. Like, I could eat this all day. And so that is what I am going to do. And I will be very happy. On to the next segment. Okay. Hi. Welcome to the main event. I'm here with my husband. And um, we are here to talk about purchasing a home. And I'm so glad he joined me on the podcast today. Yeah, but I would just help out and um, offer a different perspective on this amazing experience. Was it amazing, though? Like, it was stressful. Okay, so obviously we're not um, real estate experts or anything like that, but we're just going to talk about our experience and hope that it'll help someone. And, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so... I feel like the first thing that you need to do when you want to get a house is to make sure your money is in order. And I will say that was one thing Like when we left off, I don't remember what number episode is, but it's called home, home buying woes. So go back into your, whatever, whatever your, um, what I want to say podcast player is and like revisit that one. Cause we talked about, my whole knock was. And I think where I was with that is, you know, I just decided I was going to do a down payment. Anyway, so the first thing that we really focused on was making sure our finances were in order. And yes, they do credit checks and things of that nature. But it, as a married couple, you have the potential to just have one, sp- one partner, you know, focus mainly on one person partner's credit to help and decrease your interest rate and get you more house. So that's always a possibility, but it's a benefit when you combine your incomes because then you can get more house too, but it just kind of depends on the credit score of your partner may be higher or lower than yours, or I, you know. And the the lenders help out with that. They really break down um, the the financial aspect of it and um, give you the best terms um, to, and the best leverage to to get the house that you want. That's true. Well, a good lender will, yeah. you know, yeah. because we went and sat with four lenders and well, hold on. Let, let me get, let me backtrack, put a pin in that one. Okay. okay. So saving your money. Now it is recommended that you save 20% of the down payment that that's recommended. But nowadays most people put down three to 5%. But if you put down less than 20, you're going to pay this thing that's called private mortgage insurance. It's basically, from my understanding, um, an insurance that, that the lender puts on you to make sure they get their money, pretty much. Am I wrong? Nope. That sounds right. Okay. Just to make sure they get their money. Okay. But anyways, so you'll want to get your, like I said, you'll want to have your finances in order, your savings on deck. 
when you're saving up for and then when you're saving up for a home I would recommend putting it in a high yielding savings account like again anybody paying me but I can go ahead and shout them out like Ally or more or Marcus by Goldman Sachs something like that this other thing called Wealth Farm Front that I just found out about um, and so those are all good suggestions of how you can you know, get a little bang for your buck. You might make an extra 20 bucks or something. I don't know. It depends on how long and how much of a house you want type of a thing. But every little amount helps. So if, if you can find any of these options or these programs, go for them. So another thing you want to focus on is making sure you have like maybe three to 5% for closing costs and then maybe another thousand for a or fifteen hundred for inspections, so we'll get to that. But I'm just saying, so your three to five percent plus another three percent for closing. If you can swing ten percent, you're a real MVP. Whatever you can throw down, yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> you can put down, it's, it's gonna it, help. It's gonna help. Um, so we went pin pulling a pin out. So we went through four lenders. One was recommended by a friend. One was recommended by the realtor. And two of them I just found on my own. So it was kind of like, uh, what's the girl? Too hot, too cold. Da, da, da. Oh, Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldilocks. See, that's why I need somebody to bounce ideas off of. Because I'd be like, oh, man, what is that? Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, it's something called that. But David don't know the references to, to pop culture stuff. But anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> under the bus. That's okay. Boom, all the way under. <laughs> um, so we went to about four lenders, right? And I'm going to be just honest. The two men that we went to, I just didn't trust. I'm just... And I know one of them was recommended by a friend, and I met him. He seemed like a stand-up guy, but it just... Mm. Really what it just comes down is to, like, vibes, because, I mean, the, the this first guy, he was good, clear, very upfront and straightforward with what he was trying to tell us and how he could help us, but it just didn't feel like it was the right connection for us. So um, we just... It, it, if you aren't feeling the person, then that, that's... That's honest, and you just got to go with that. Yeah, because it's a big decision that you're doing. And then the lender, you're going to be stuck with them for the entire loan right. or, or until they no longer work They're there. They're basically part yeah. of the household. Right. Much. Yeah. So because the lender we picked now, she emailed me today, you know. So she's like, hey, your payment's due. <laughs> like, I said a bottle pay. <laughs> like, what are you talking to me about? Anyway. So the second one, again, another guy, it was from our bank, which I really don't want to bank with. And I'm not shouting them out. So I do not want to be disrespectful. But, um, you know, just anyways. They, just, they just weren't competitive. Yeah, no. And so then we met this lovely lady, spirited, wonderful, amazing. I, and I was like, okay, tell me what I need to do. She said, save up X amount of dollars. We saved up X amount of dollars. We came to her. We got an approval letter from her. And somewhere in the middle, like our realtor was like, you need to figure. And I think I mentioned this. No, wait, we've recorded this once before. So sorry. <laughs> but I was intoxicated and mm. it didn't sound good. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. 
Anyway, so the realtor was like, yeah, you need to pick a location. So we were like looking for um, different locations and things of that nature um, to like, because we couldn't pick out a region pretty much. We basically came into it thinking just, I'm sure this is normal. We can live here. We can live there. We, we live anywhere. And it's not like that at all. It's you have to be very intentional uh, and purposeful with where you want to go and where you want to live. And I'm sure those conversations happen, but this is where you have to be very specific and just put it out there. And our realtor was, when we were initially starting, we were kind of going everywhere. And then she point blank was like, you need shoes. Right. And somewhere in there, while we were going out to these open houses, just to get a feel of the neighborhood, really, we met, it was like a weird house, but it had a lot of character. We met this guy and he had an app and I was like, oh, this app is cool. And so we got on the app and he was like, well, I really didn't have anything to do with it. It was my lender. And somehow the lender got our contact information. She called. Her name is Audra. I'm not going to have her on the show, but she's super cool. So, um, so we ended up going with Guild Mortgage as our, as our lender because... Well, they have this program called the 321 program, and it's super amazing. So you put down at least 3%. You can do more, you know, whatever. And then you get a $2,000 Home Depot gift card, and then they give you $1,500, I, I get confused on those things. Um, grant to towards, towards your, closing. Right. And so... That was amazing, but it's only for first-time home buyers. And so that program alone was like the thing that I really wanted to, to do. But I'm not gonna lie, it was a little tricky at the beginning because she, she gave me like a pre-approval. It wasn't a pre-approval letter. It was like a pre-approval. Pre- it, it basically was kind of like a pre-qualification. Yeah, letter. a pre-qualification letter, but it wasn't like the pre-approval letter. So I'm trying to sit here and make it. So, anyways, we start looking for houses and we probably looked at about 20 or 25 houses yeah it was a lot and it was just again that goldilocks type situation and i felt like what i wanted in a house was simple i wanted a pantry i wanted a fireplace uh, i wanted a two-car garage and i didn't care except for a small backyard but um yeah we didn't get that <laughs> um we got a big backyard if you didn't understand <laughs> And I was just like, why is it so hard to find those three things? And so, like, a lot of the houses in our price range, they had, like, weird layouts. And then we, I mean, we saw a lot of houses. I, I, don't, I don't really it's, know. It's like, kind of like, using that for dating, where you're, you're just looking and you're, you're prospecting and you're just, you're just checking out different houses and seeing what, if they have any character, are they, uh, do they have any unique features? And, and the, all the houses we saw, they, they all had something distinct. They all had something that we could say about them for better or worse. But uh, it was just kind of going through that process that we kind of got closer to our, our Goldilocks, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, okay, we saw one house that was kind of interesting it had, but the layout was insane. I think it only had two bedrooms and only had one bath. And then it had this beautiful backyard 
with uh, like a little oh, corner yeah, lot. Yeah. It, it was formerly like a daycare, and so they had um, torn down and had left the area that was, I guess, an activity area down. So you have this small house um, and this gorgeous backyard, and then this empty lot that could be transformed into anything. So right, and I think that was one that was like a contender, and then we saw. A cut another house that had like a walk-in sort of situation and it was real <clears throat> it was like all a raised ranch and it was um it was real spacious and it had a really nice open floor plan type of a thing it was a flip a lot of the houses we looked at were flips yeah. this house we bought is a flip which is fine um what was i gonna already say but when we saw this house this listing i flat out told my husband i was like like, if this looks like what it looks like from the pictures, I want to place an offer. I was, I got a text um, while I was working and it was like, I think this, I think I really like this house. And I took a look at it, looked it over a few times. I was like, yeah, I like it too. We, we should check. We definitely need to check this house out. So... Okay, so we looked at like two houses before it, and I was like, womp, womp, let's just see the house. <laughs> let's just see the house because that's the one I'm really curious for. Okay, and if you can't tell, I like music, I like to dance, I like to sing. When we were walked in this house, they were playing music, and I bless it near cry. Like, I say bless it because I don't want to cuss, um, but I de near cry. Go ahead and draw your conclusions because I was like, oh my God. And I always ask the Lord to give me spiritual goosies when I walk into the house. I got the goosies one time. Or no, two times. But it just, anyways. Uh, the music was playing. Now, I wasn't like music I listened to, but it was like, dun, dun. like if they were smart, they would have paid some. Um, Welcome to my house. They I just, music. I totally that the been, vibe. That would have been, that, you know, that that been right for me. But, um, yeah, so they were playing music, and, and <laughs> our realtor was like, oh, yeah, these are some motivated sellers. They really wanted to sell this house. Look, <laughs> we were like, oh, my gosh. So we looked at everything, and then we went to another house. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. So after we looked at everything, I was in there for a while. I was in there for, like, at least a half an hour just kind of looking around and everything. It was she was, you were going around multiple times. Yeah, you and were, I was like, I could put this here, and I could do this here, and I could da-da-da, like blah, 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 saying everything I would want to do. I would take this out and put this here and take that out and put that here. And um, I, I was just amazed, honestly. And we had one more house to look at, and I flat out told the realtor, like, I don't really want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Like, can we just – she was like, oh, you feel that strongly? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, let's just check out the one last house and we'll just see. So we checked out the last house and it was okay. You know, you know, it was okay. It was, I want to say it was a little bigger than this house. It was a little bigger. Um, the, yeah, a little bigger. They, they were, were, basement was different. The, were, the, it wasn't too far from where we're at right now. Right. And she was like, well, you found your area. And there was like a little pool, a little pond or whatever. Later, we found out there was a community pool, which we haven't partaked in, but we will. But um, anyway, so we put an offer on this. I pretty much told her, like, yeah, I want to go home and put an offer on this house. So we put an offer on the house. I won't say how much or whatever, but we, you know, we went over asking. 
which, okay, cool. So they accepted her offer. They stopped all the showings, right? So then this was on Good Friday. So this was in April. So I'm geeked. I'm super excited. We haven't even moved into my parents' house yet. We're still in the apartment. And I happen to be working from home that day, which is great. So the realtor calls at, uh, her name's Clarissa. Clarissa calls at like seven o'clock and I'm half asleep because I know I'm not getting up until eight o'clock. Like, and she's like, oh, you don't sound excited. Girl, I'm half asleep. <laughs> like, oh, well, oh, okay. So after that, we, you know, after we made the offer, we had to do the, what is that thing? The earnest money. We had to get the earnest money to them to tell them we're serious, you know? So we got the earnest money to them and that goes in a escrowed account that they pull out at the end when you're closing. So, and if it doesn't work out, I think you actually might lose your money. I think yeah, you, like that's you, what you may or may not get it back. Yeah. So you just better hope it works. Unless I guess unless it's not at your fault. No, but they, I think it wasn't the inspections that you don't get back during some money. It's kind of like it's like a down uh, the deposit, so that that's it would be something you get back. Uh, okay, well that's a question I can ask Clarissa when she comes on. Um, anyway, so the inspection was pretty brutal. Um, the following Monday, we had the inspector come in. He was like, you know, pretty solid. He was kind of stretching for things to, to say. But when we had the fireplace situation come in, that was when it was brutal, you know. So, unfortunately, we have two fireplaces that are just for looks. <laughs> so, I mean, we can get them fixed, and we probably will get them fixed, but just not right now. And then, like most houses, there's moisture issues, um, it, like water coming in or whatever. Right, so. Right. You know, but that wasn't enough to stop us from buying it. We did ask the sellers to fix a few things, um, but then that didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> because the appraisal came back under. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the, the appraisal was, that was rough. That was a rough day. Um, well, um, so the appraisal was a rough day, and it was kind of like, oh, are they going to, like, we might have to walk away from the house. We, we didn't know. We didn't know what it was going to be like. And luckily, the sellers were upset. Like, oh, we don't want to do this. But we're going to let you have it at this lower rate, which is great for us. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a significant drop. <laughs> which means my uh, monthly payment. <laughs> like, oh, I'm about to save that money. So the day that we closed was May 31st. And I remember because I was writing my name, writing the date, writing my name, writing the date, writing my name. And I, some, like when you're first signing off on paperwork, try your best. And I don't know if it has to do with what's on your ID or how you initially sign up, but try your best not to have your middle name in there. Because <laughs> having to write was really rough. Like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two. Oh my God. And um, just, ugh, that was so annoying. My hand was so tired. I was like, oh, God. Um, so we got there, you know, they were like, closing day, and I was so excited. And it didn't take that long, and it was a lot of documentation, but it didn't take that long. And they read through all the stuff, and they explained everything that was going right. on. And, you know, all this, the lender was like trans, 
uh, translating and, you know, Audra's the best. And so then we, we, we closed and I got my keys, my keys, my keys. I got my keys, my keys, my keys. I got my keys. So we got our keys and then somewhere in there I cried because I knew I was going to cry. It was just like when a matter. you got in the car, that's when, that's when it went down? No, I cried in front of those people. I knew yeah. I was going to because yeah. the lender asked me to do a Facebook live talking about the experience and I did. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> let it out. So I cried, but I mean, that's pretty much the process of purchasing a home. I'm sure there's other details in there, but that was pretty much what we did. And now and we can talk about this at another time. Now we're just working on furnishing the house. And we've got some friends downstairs. So we need to get an exterminator. We just, we, there, there are a couple of projects we have to work yeah, on. And then, as we mentioned, there's some landscaping we want to take care of. And then we could probably work our way to the furniture, the, the, <laughs> the fireplaces. fireplaces. But that's, I mean, it's summer. So I'm not going to worry about that till the winter. But yeah. So that's pretty much how that's our experience with we that. had our experience with purchasing a home. And it was really kind of touch and go for a minute there, not gonna lie. Cause it was like, ooh, maybe we maybe we didn't emphasize that enough because it was it was a scary time. It was like, oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, are they gonna let us have the house? Are we gonna be able to to or do we have to start this all over again? Because I at even one point I had said, even at one point I said, because that was right before we like maybe like a week after we had moved in. I was like, you know what? If this doesn't work out, I think it was Easter when she called and said, You got it. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. I think it was Mother's Day when she called and said, You got it. Um <coughs> So at that point, I didn't really know what to think. I was like, well, you know, if it's for me, it's for me. I kept saying that if it's meant to be, it'll be song. And I just kept thinking in my mind, well, if we don't get this house, I'm not doing anything for another month or right. two. Because then that way we can really get our paper together and we can really be a little bit more prepared. Right, right. And not only the uncertainty in that space of time that... If if it didn't work out, we would just need that time just to so kind of recover and kind of regain our, our footing a little bit. So okay, a couple things. So I I know I had mentioned to put your money in a online savings account, like check if you can get a sort of a cashier's check, and if it if you can't get a cashier's check before you go, like. Before you go to the lender to say, okay, I need my pre-approval letter or whatever, transfer that money that you save for your down payment into one of your checking accounts or like a savings account you have at a bank that you can like on the street, you know, on the ground kind of a situation. Here's why. Because one of the rules of really touring buying houses, you can't move money around, large sums of money around when you're under contract. Uh, or I guess you could do this before you make an offer or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but just that was an issue for me. I was very scared to wire. I felt way more comfortable with just going to the bank and getting a check. And I think a certified check. And I think you will too, just because it's just cleaner and easier and I had a whole debacle with the wire situation. They like they didn't get it. 
they, and this is where I'm not good with numbers. And they thought it was like a bigger check. And I'm like, okay, you got the amount. And they were like, well, you know, so I called and, oh, that was kind of stressful. Yeah, I had was... called that morning and I was like, did you get da 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 da? And they were like, yeah, we got it. I'm like, cool. And then they called me back, like, we didn't get this check. Da da da. I was so irritated with them. I wouldn't go back to that title company. I would not recommend that title company. Uh, and, yeah, so, but just to prevent that, like, before you go under contract, before you put an offer in or move the money over, like, before you, I think before you, like, when even. Have the money pretty much set yeah, some, up before, Yeah, have it somewhere where you can get it yeah. easy, you know? That's, like, the biggest thing that I didn't do right. I didn't have that money where I could get it easy. And I had to, like, wait, like, okay, you but know. I would say that most of that's on the account of. By the way, they. I know it's different than. Um, I know it's different than. Uh, the, I, I know there's a tendency to think that this process takes a, a, a long time to get through, but it happened quickly. So. Um, oh, so quickly! Very, very quickly. Like we we start looking in within. It didn't take more than three, four weeks to to really get that everything set up and moving. So, um, the better set up the more prepared and organized you are and the easier that you you have access to certain things the better and easier it's going to go when you're actually yeah. going through the process yeah and i mean always it is a process it is a process have fun with it and most important just use every opportunity to kind of learn something because even though naka didn't work for us um the some of the, the it's uh, financing and taught us about like what they were looking for and um, all all of our efforts, as we were talking earlier, just going to see some houses led us to our lender. So mm-hmm, exactly, every the, time there's the, an opportunity, the connections that you make, you know, in that industry are beyond belief. But we've been talking for 25 minutes, so sorry for this long episode. But let's go on to the positive tip. Okay, on to the next segment. Thanks for listening. So the positive tip. I think the positive tip for being a homeowner would be that it's, well, it's not really yours, but it feels like it's yours. Like eventually it'll be yours. And knowing that if you put extra down and if you stay smart with your finances, you will be not just a homeowner, but a homeowner. You know what I mean? Um, So that's something that I'm staying pretty positive about, knowing that yeah, we might have some situations going on, but we're working with the financial advisor. We're taking care of our finances best we can, and we're going to move forward and have our goals be established. And I'm pretty excited about knowing that. Okay. So as always, you can follow me at Young Black Mrs. Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can always shoot me an email at Young Black Mrs. Podcast at gmail.com, young black Mrs. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and um, we'll see you next week. Are you happy I'm back? Okay, great. And I'm going to have some special guests on in the upcoming weeks to talk about travel and more about home ownership and just um, some other fun stuff. So stay tuned for that. Happy summer. Welcome back. Welcome back.